0: Welcome back to the Message to Kings podcast. This is your host, Brad Houston. Episode 286, Jesus Heals the Nobleman's Son, and the concept of Head of Household. So far, Jesus has mainly preached and healed the lowly of society, with the exception of the centurion servant. In this episode, we see a royal official, most likely a member of King Herod's family, searching out Jesus. He doesn't just look around for the convenience of Jesus. No, he sought Jesus himself. He traveled to another town to find him for the healing of his son. The journey was at least 10 miles from Capernaum, and it wasn't a small journey back then. I mean, this this royal official of Herod was desperate for Jesus's healing touch. John four forty six. Once more he visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine, and there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick in Capernaum. And when this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. See the desperation and hunger in this guy? We, we can't miss how important this is. He's probably a family member of Herod. He dines with the king. He's part of the ruling class. He's royalty. He's beseeching Jesus for healing. And later we learn how Herod desires to see Jesus and to understand him. And he wants him to work some miracle and see some you know, sign and wonder. Well, the reason is this scene. There is a family member of his that God is about to heal. Want to make an evangelist overnight? Heal a father's son. And he can't help but speak the name Jesus. This royal official comes to this town. Or maybe Jesus was visiting his friends or part of his family from the previous wedding miracle, and in walks a prince of the people, probably with entourage in tow, fine horses, nice clothes. He seeks Jesus personally. It was undignified for this guy to seek lowly and questionable, accepted people like Jesus in public, but he did it. Jesus' response is super interesting. It's a rebuke, a teaching point, and a bit of a mystery at the same time. John four forty eight. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told them, you'll never believe. So this sounds like a rebuke, right? It is. It you know I've looked at all sorts of interpretations of different Bible translations of this verse. And if you ever want to do this, Google the verse you're you're questioning, and add Bible Hub. And you'll get all of them through Bible Hub, and it's pretty cool. You can see all the different translations of one verse just in one snapshot. But to me, all the translations are pretty much the same. It reminds me when Jesus revealed himself to Thomas after the resurrection. He blessed him and shows the hole in his hand or wrist or side, and, and Thomas believes. Jesus says, blessed are those who do not see but believe. It's a revelation, a rebuke. And it's also controversial. And it doesn't mean Jesus will not reveal himself to others. No. But it does make a point about faith. Thomas's faith was wavering while the others were not right, wavering as much. They passed the faith test. Thomas nearly failed it. And now Thomas becomes our example for all generations of doubting. Is Jesus rebuking the royal official? Yeah, but not really. The official came to Jesus for healing, but it appears he didn't believe he was the son of God at the same time. So he just wanted him to heal his son, but Jesus goes further and will heal his heart. He would reveal he was the great physician, but at the same time, he wanted to reveal more. And that's the greatest miracle. That's what God wants to do. He wants to bring everyone to the point of salvation. I see it as a rebuke, but, at this, at, but also a point that Jesus wants to do so much more. Let's never ever forget the greatest miracle of all is salvation, a new heart and a new mind. Jesus will do a physical miracle to set up the greater spiritual miracle. John 4.49 The royal official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. And the man took Jesus at his word and departed. So Jesus just declares he would be well. And what I find remarkable is that the official took him at his word, just like the centurion, another powerful man believing in faith and running with it. It seems the higher up in society, the greater the faith in these two cases. Jesus must have been pleased. Jesus spoke the word and the official rested in the confidence of this word, believed and saw the miracle. John 4.51. While he was still on the way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. And when he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, yesterday at one in the afternoon, or the seventh hour, the fever left him. And I love how the hour is mentioned here. It's so specific. And John likes to insert this trivial detail into many of his stories. It was on the seventh hour. The number seven here reveals a Reveals completion, healing, God's promises, the completeness of God. Jewish time starts at 6 a.m., and you add seven hours, you get to 1 p.m. This was the time of the healing. It was high time for this noble of the people. And as the Son was healed, so was the Father's heart. And again, you want to touch a parent, heal and touch their child. John 4 53. Then the father realized that this was the exact time in which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So he and his whole household believed. To conclude this episode, we have to continue this thread and, and just not fail to recognize that verse. He and his whole household believed. It's the concept of head of household. And this will be our message to Kings this week. I find it peculiar how many times in the New Testament that when a father of a family gets saved, his wife and children, and and those around them may become believers and often extended family as well, it's God's order of things. Man was created first, woman second, children followed. It's not a subservient statement, it's God's order, it's His order of things. Check out these other verses, and it's generally in the New Testament with Gentile believers. Cornelius and all of his relatives and close friends got saved in Acts 10 because he believed. His belief became their belief. It's God's order in a family. Even the Apostle Paul told the Philippian jailer this in Acts 16:31. They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, you will be saved, you and your household. Paul goes so far as to say, Believe and you will be saved, you and your family you and your household. It's pretty crazy how this is stated. And I remember reading these verses some time ago and wondering, how can we say everyone in a household can be saved? I mean, there's free will, right? But over the last many, many years, I can attest to never seeing a man who fully submits and loves God, not having a believing spouse and children. The man must be a true believer. This is the condition, not a modern day Pharisee, And I've seen many believing wives, yet stubborn husbands, who don't believe. And that's pretty frustrating. And this is no steadfast rule, right? So take Hosea. He's a picture of Father God in an unfaithful Israel. But it's an example of an unbelieving woman and a faithful man. So it's not a steadfast rule. And like Job, you don't build your theology on a rare example. But generally, let's put it in these terms. When the man of the household is committed to God and faithful in all his ways and loves Jesus... His wife and children will believe and worship. So this is a call to those out there in authority, to the officials of the land, the fathers, the bosses, the managers, directors, VPs, government officials. Be like this noble official. Seek God out. Go where he is to be found. Seek his power, his healing, and see what God will do. And when you have a need, he is the only one. And when he reveals his power, understand all those questions you have, all those doubts, they will dissolve when the love of the Father and the grace of God comes to you in your house. Like Paul said to the Philippian jailer, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Message to Kings. Check out the website, messagetokings.com, or feel free to connect with us at messagetokings at gmail.com.